Hello everybody, my name is Tyler Russo and this is the KO Podcast episode number 44. In this episode I will be reviewing UFC 294, of course a lot to discuss, a lot of strange things happened on that card, we're going to get to all of that and I am happy to announce that I will be at Invicta FC 54, that is in Boston, Massachusetts, they have given me media credentials and I will be on the ground at the event and uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm going to be live tweeting the event. And uh, of course, thank you to Invicta FC for providing me with those media credentials. It is a privilege to watch your athletes perform in person. Very excited to be at my first Invicta FC show. And also this weekend on Saturday, we have the long-awaited boxing heavyweight matchup. We have Tyson Fury taking on Francis Ngannou. This fight has been brewing for a long time, and it finally goes down this Saturday. Ring that bell! All right, let's get into UFC 2. 94 this card was a little weird you know a lot of fouls in a lot of these fights you know both fighters just unintentionally fouling each other a lot of stoppages and weird moments in this fight and also multiple fighters fighting with staff infections this all happened on this one card so you know just a lot of things to cover, so we'll start with uh, Shara Magomedov. He wins his UFC debut. His striking looked great, but his grappling and wrestling did not look great. He definitely needs to improve if he wants to, uh, you know, become a ranked contender in the UFC. And in the women's strawweight division, I'm going to probably butcher her last name, but Victoria Davavuka got a decision victory and she disclosed after her fight that she was fighting us that she was fighting with a staff infection and she hit it from the commission not good and then we had a featherweight belt we had nathaniel wood taking on muhammad now mikov i believe that's how you say his name and muhammad naimkov gets the decision victory and we had a lightweight bet. We had Mike Breeden taking on Ashul Jubilee. Jubilee is the first Indian fighter to fight in the UFC. Unfortunately, Mike Breeden somehow powers his way back and gets a TKO finish in a crazy comeback fight. Mike Breeden started barking at Jubilee like a dog and uh, Jubilee just froze and just didn't know what to do and Mike Breeden just started landing a shot and also he came into this fight Breeden with a with stitches he must have had a cut near his eyebrow and he had a piece of flesh just hanging off uh, you know until it fell off so this guy Breeden is a dog literally he was barking inside of the cage uh, but a uh, big big moment for Mike Breeden he gets the comeback TKO in the third round Jubilee was winning uh, on the scorecards but damn Breeden what a moment 
We move on to a middleweight belt. We had Sadiquis Dumas getting a decision victory. Next up, we had a Bantamweight matchup. We had Jahavid Bashra taking on Victor Henry. And uh, unfortunately, this fight ends in a no contest at 15 seconds in round number two. Jahavid Bashra uh, unintentionally uh, kicks Victor Henry in the inner upper leg area and uh you know it's counted as a low blow i believe it was a low blow victor henry's reaction to me uh how could you be faking that much pain and he literally just planted face down into the mat you know when he fell because uh he was in so much pain in his groin and Obviously, he never recovered, and then having the doctor come in and kind of question whether he got hit or not makes absolutely no sense. The doctor's not there to question if he got hit or not. The doctor's there to see if he can continue in this contest, and so that makes absolutely no sense. This doctor is a complete idiot, and we will see more of him being a complete idiot later on in this card and costing uh another fighter money because that's exactly what he did he cost he uh he he cost uh you know the fighters money because they get win bonuses and whatnot and um but anyways so with all that a no contest Javid Bashrat you know claims and you know he thinks that it wasn't a low blow that's his opinion uh but Victor Henry was carried out by his his cornerman and his coach Josh Barnett and Henry was taken to the hospital and, you know, I hope he's recovering uh, and I hope everything is okay with his health. Um, But yeah, a lot of drama in this Bantamweight fight. I wonder if they're going to rebook these two gentlemen and, uh, you know, see if they want to run it back. We will see in the future. Moving on, we had a lightweight bout. We had Mohamed Yanya taking on Trevor Peak, and a very measured Trevor Peak gets the decision victory. Was really impressed with his patience and how he was very controlled um, in this fight. He was this was the most controlled and measured he's ever been uh, in any of his fights, I believe. And uh, he did let his wild, you know, striking come out in certain parts. Uh, but then he always made sure to come back in his measured state, which I think that's going to lead him a long way in this really competitive lightweight division. Moving on, we had a flyweight belt. We had Tim Elliott taking on Mohamed Mokayev. And Mohamed Mokayev gets the third round submission. Huge victory for Mokayev. He continues his ascent in this flyweight division and now we move on to the main card in the first fight on the main card we have a bantamweight bout we had Saeed Nurmagomedov taking on Moyan Gurov I believe that's how you say his name and Sir Saeed Nurmagomedov gets the submission in a minute and 13 seconds into the first round put his opponent completely out very impressive win for Nag- uh, Nurmagomedov. And in the next bout, we had a middleweight bout. We had Akrim Askarlov taking on Warley Alves. And in the first round, just two minutes and seven seconds into it, Askarlov gets the TKO finish. He just melts Alves and overwhelms him. He is definitely a problem in this middleweight division. 
Like I said, when I previewed this card, him and Chomayev have history. They're both in middleweight right now. I hope that fight can get booked down the line. And now we go to a, another drama-filled fight. It was a light heavyweight bout. We had Muhammad, Ma, Ma, uh, excuse me, we had Magomed and Kalaev taking on Johnny Walker. And uh, unfortunately, so Ma, uh, Magomed and Kalaev need Johnny Walker while his knee was down, which is illegal. So time was called. Johnny Walker was given time to, rec- to recover from being kneed in the head while it was down. That same doctor from earlier comes in and a miscommunication apparently happens. He asked Johnny Walker, where are you? And Walker responded, in the desert, which is not wrong. But I guess that wasn't the answer that the doctor was looking for. And, you know, that was enough to have him tell the ref to wave it off because Walker was too concussed to continue in his medical opinion. And then all hell breaks loose, and Johnny Walker and uh, and uh, Ankalaev, you know, they keep walking towards each other with their hands up, trying to, you know, say that they want to fight. And uh, security was not having it. Dana White even came in to the cage and told Walker to relax. And you know, he did not want obviously them throwing punches at anybody because they could never fight again. You know, in in that jurisdiction in uh, Abu Dhabi but yeah a crazy crazy scene and that's a no contest and Dana said that the doctor was inexperienced and uh, yeah he definitely was and I mean they should uh, they shouldn't just have one doctor on site I I don't know I don't know the I don't know you know all the details around how the, the you know how doctors are scheduled to these events but if he was inexperienced I don't understand why he was even put here um, because he's just endangering fighters and, like I said earlier, taking away their money. I mean, Johnny Walker, if he won that, he probably has a win bonus. And also, you know, the light heavyweight division is wide open. Uh, uh, if any if any of these two men had won this fight, Ankalaev probably would have got the next title shot. Or Walker, if he won, would have got the next title shot. So, you know, hopefully they run it back because this fight was stopped seemingly for no reason. I mean, it seemed like the two fighters wanted to go. We we obviously don't know if Walker was concussed or not. Only he knows that. Their actions, you know, spoke very loudly that they wanted to continue. But obviously it was called. And now moving on to the co-main event of the evening. We had a middleweight bet. We had Kamara Usman, the former welterweight champion. He steps in on short notice and he takes on Kamzat Chomayev. And Kamzat Chomayev gets the decision victory. I would say the Chimaev had a very, very dominant first round. I mean, Chimaev, that was like maybe a 10-7, maybe. is definitely a 10-8, 10-7, you could say. I mean, he utterly dominated and almost finished Usman in the first round. The next two rounds were, were pretty close. Both guys went back and forth. But in the end, Chimaev gets the victory. Uh, I tend to think that that was probably the right decision. You know, again, those two Last round's very close, but Chemayev gets his hand raised. And now we move on to the main event. We had a light heavyweight bout. We had Islam 
Makachev, the reigning lightweight champ, and he took on Alexander Volkanovsky, who is the current featherweight champion. Obviously, Volkanovsky uh, takes this fight on short notice. This is the second time that these two men had fought, and Islam Makachev head kick KOs Volkanovsky in the first round. Very impressive win by Makachev. I mean, he definitely deserves to be number one pound for pound in the world uh, right now. I mean, that it was a brutal head kick and a brutal barrage of punches to to finish off Volkanovski. Uh, you know, the head kick the head kick was placed perfectly. Volkanovski had his guard up, but it just went a little over his guard and hit him right on the side of the head. And, uh, yeah, he was in a lot of trouble. Good stoppage. No complaints there. And a very interesting spot now for Alexander Volkanovsky. He still wants to fight Ilya Taporia in December, but, you know, he took a lot of damage. I know a lot of other people in the MMA world are asking Volkanovsky, you know, they're concerned they don't want him to take another, you know, fight. Uh, you know, that's, I think in December, I believe, or January, that's the target point. Um, but he really wants to do it. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, if he, if he does end up fighting Ilya Taporia by the end of the year and we move across the cage with the winner, Islam Makachev and big, big statement win, obviously, uh, you know, a big legacy fight for, uh, Makachev. So excited to see who is next. Is it Gaethje? Is it Oliveira, who was originally supposed to fight him on this card? It's going to be exciting to see how this lightweight division shakes up. And now, let's move on and review Invicta FC. Alright, getting into Invicta FC 54, we're going to start... At the main event, we have a straw weight title bout. We have the champion, Danny McCormick, the first Irish champion in Invicta FC history. She takes on Dana White's Contender Series alum, Carolina Wojcik, I believe that's how you say her name. Very excited for this fight. Both of these women are tough as nails, and they are very uh, forward-moving fighters. It's going to be very fun to watch them both go to war. We also have another strawweight belt. We have Valesa Machado, the former strawweight champion who McCormick beat. She takes on Isis Verbeek, I believe that's how you say her name. And also fighting on this card, we have recent flyweight title challenger Christina Williams. She takes on Ireland's D. Begley, and of course, we need to have a Massachusetts native representing Boston, and her name is Hillary Rose, and she takes on Andrea Amaro, and then we have a featherweight belt. We have Julia Dorney taking on Riley Martinez. And then we have a Bantamweight matchup. We have Maria Dijevic taking on Fernanda Arujo. And that is the full card. I cannot wait to watch these fights go down. Now, let's shift our attention to boxing, of course. Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou is finally here this weekend. Let's get into it. 
Tyson Fury taking on Francis Ngannou. I mean, it's been in the works for years, and they are finally going to box this weekend. And they're going to box for 10 rounds. And, I mean, Tyson Fury, obviously just one of the great heavyweight boxers of all time. His movement for his size is insane. His head movement, he uh, almost cannot be punched at all. Obviously, Deontay Wilder uh, punched him very hard and almost uh, beat him. But, um, yeah, Tyson Fury is hes the best, best heavyweight boxer in the world, without a doubt, in my opinion. And Tyson even has his next fight already signed ahead of time before his fight with Francis Ngannou has even taken place. So uh, this may be his second to last fight if if he wins, which I think he is going to win. So if Fury wins, he goes and fights that other, uh, the other fight that he has, uh, I believe that is later this year, maybe December or something. But that fight will probably be his last because he he has nothing else to do. Tyson Fury has kind of done everything. He retired. He came back out of retirement. He beat Deontay Wilder. He's reigned as heavyweight champ for many, many years now. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, this is just a money fight for Tyson Fury. He feels probably very confident that he's going to just walk right through Francis Ngannou. And he may do so, but obviously Francis is a powerful guy. He's a powerful puncher, but I just can't see Francis winning because, I mean, yes, you can have all the power in the world, you can have all the technique and, and stuff, but Tyson Fury's just, he's lived boxing his whole entire life. And I know Francis Ngannou, he's, he's you know, done boxing, training extensively, and I think that's kind of what started his combat journey. Uh, you know, he wanted to be a boxer, but ended up in MMA. Uh, you know, I think he could be a decent boxer, Francis Ngannou, but he's going against, like I said, the best heavyweight in the world currently. So he's not making it very easy for himself. But I have to applaud Francis Ngannou for, you know, wanting this fight, chasing this fight. He finally got the fight after he was out of the UFC. The PFL let him have the boxing freedom that he wanted. And so I'm excited that this fight's going down. You know, I think it's good for combat sports in general. Uh, you know, Tyson Fury is getting paid so much money for this, and Francis Ngannou, I'm sure, is getting paid a lot as well. And um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been a spectacle so far. I cannot wait to see uh, what the result is. Uh, you know, I'm gonna expect Tyson Fury to come out as the victor in this one. And that is gonna do it for this episode of the KO Podcast. Of course, uh, the link tree has. As all of my social media uh, platforms that the KO podcast is on. So the link tree is in the bios of my YouTube, Instagram, X accounts. Uh, you know, any social media account that is the KO podcast has the link tree in it. Go and click on it and you will find everything, all the platforms that com- that the content is on. And also, again, thank you to Invicta FC for providing me with the media credentials for uh, their event. Uh, it is truly an honor to cover uh, the event in person. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Bye-bye.